0: A wolf is a wolf, Ty. But what does the fox say? I don't like this. I'm starting. Hello and welcome! On the island, we are back for week number three. And, oh man, what a week it was. Ty was... Traveling across the ocean and tr- trusting that the plane would fly through the air safely, hurdle him through <laughs> time and space.
1: And I love how you say that because I do not like flying on planes. I've <laughs> determined that this year I'm just not a fan, and uh, it was terrifying. So you could add that to my list of fears. <laughs> well, you just
0: you just have to trust your gut, right? That you'll survive. I do. Just like everybody
1: in this week's episode. Entitled Trust Your Gut, which I didn't think was the most appropriate episode title, but it was... Appropriate? Yeah, like somebody said it, you have to trust your gut and go with the flow, or trust your gut and go with it or something, and I was like, that wasn't the most memorable line. But,
0: But you're wrong. Okay. And I'll get to that in a second after I introduce you. Oh, thank you. That was the... Perfect title. I'm actually angry that was the title because they stole my thunder a little bit for my theme of the week segment that I like to do because the theme this week was trust your gut and we'll talk about that. (laughs) First, I should introduce us. I'm recording this podcast like I'm going to the electric chair tomorrow and uh, I don't know why I just did that salute. That was... (laughs) (laughs) No one's gonna see that but me ever. That was like... I'm, I'm just too comfortable here. That was the weirdest thing I've ever done. Mm. You are. It's a, it's a casual Thursday. <sighs> Sip of water, saluting to no one. My name's Taylor Gaines, and back again in his regular chair. <sighs> He's a big boy, too. It's Tyler B. Comments.
1: I'm back. I'm excited. I'm not jet-lagged. I don't know why I was not jet-lagged going or coming, so you guys are getting full you're, wide-awake tie.
0: You're lucky, because I was jet-lagged for the first sunday monday and tuesday of this week because of the time change it turns out if you try to like <laughs> live as if the time change didn't happen you'll just be extremely jet lagged like i was inexplicably like <laughs> falling asleep at my desk the first couple of days of the week and but i you had know to the, you pu- know pump the myself news. up what do you the, know what's the exciting, exciting news? news oh i know the exciting news for those of us who live here in the sunshine state
1: yeah you don't have to deal with that Potentially. Potentially. I thought it was already signed in. The governor has to approve it, as -hmm. far as I
0: last I heard. And also, U.S. Congress has to allow Florida to be exempt from changing
1: the clocks. Florida's trying to (laughs) just keep daylight saving forever
0: which is good it, with me.
1: It passed in Arizona. I don't see why it wouldn't pass in Florida. But I don't know why here we're talking to talk about, <laughs> about Arizona or Florida. So let's let's get into what we're here for. We're
0: here to talk about Survivor. And I think the reason we're in a good mood is because this season has yet to let us down at all. I, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like this these have been three great episodes after being pessimistic for much of the last two seasons.
1: <laughs> I feel great. Yeah, I agree it's definitely i don't know why preseason i wasn't hyped on this cast but once the season began like this cast is delivering and the ghost island twist isn't dominating the show i mean it's there and it's part of it but it's not like advantage after advantage it's not advantage apocalypse so it's like it's really fun it's kind of amazing that ghost island has been sort of boring and
0: almost uninteresting mm-hmm. but the show has still been so great and I-, I think to your point it's a testament to everybody on this season is just playing so hard <laughs> and I don't know like I-, I doled out a lot of blame last season to the editors for making everything too predictable and boring and obvious I don't know mm-hmm. how-, how synonymous any of those words might seem to you but <laughs> I guess part of it, and I think I said this at the time, is that the players might have not been giving them anything to work with because it was basically just Ben who was playing hard and everybody else was just trying to make it. And everyone this season has just been
1: playing like banshees out there. Yeah, everybody wants to make moves. And I mean, that show tonight, no spoilers, but everyone is definitely out there to make a mark on the game because I feel like everyone came in here with the idea that you have to make a move Maybe it's because of the new final final tribal format or something, but everyone wants to pad a resume.
0: I think it's probably because the last season these people watched was Game Changers before they went out, right? So maybe they kind of saw all the big moves happening and Sari going home without any votes and Mm mhm sarah kind of making a bunch of moves behind everybody's back and winning and maybe they just realized they just got to do something and and some of it is desperation too i mean the first week both gonzalez and jacob had to be desperate because of the situation they were in last week was just people playing too hard arguably but it made for a great episode and then this week it was another desperation situation, but man, I've just felt so good about it so far. Let's, let's, let's break it down. I want to start right at the end. Let's, let's get into it. And <laughs> and as a reminder, everything in this episode basically tied into this idea of trusting your gut. And I, and I'm going to try to lay that out for you as we go. So in the end, it came down to two sides. If you haven't seen it, this is where we're going to start spoiling it. So... <laughs> You have Bradley and the original Navidi on one side with him, Kellen, Desi, Sebastian, and Chelsea. And Sebastian and Chelsea were sort of presented as the two that were on the bottom. On the other side, you have the original Malolo, Michael, Brendan, Stephanie, and Jenna. And it was pretty simple. It was pretty straightforward. The original five Navidi wanted to take out one of the original four Malolo, and they were desperate and Naviti wasn't willing to work with him, and Bradley was kind of being a jerk to everybody. <laughs> and <laughs> he was... Wh- what did he say? Like, he, remember that part where he, like, smirked at Stephanie? She was like, I'll do anything I can to stay. And he just was kind of like, well, we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, he was like, well, everyone tries to make a move to stay. That was a good try. And then he just... He literally turns and walks away. <laughs> like, he's yeah. not... He I don't think he, a person who rubs me the wrong way. That's fair to say. I don't think he
0: did a good job of managing the people that were on the outs of malolo there because you can always use numbers or at least relationships going forward you never know but to his credit his guys stuck together after what was a valiant and almost classic survivor episode in the way that it was structured because we had a Mm -hmm. lot of bradley like even in the previously on jeff was on the narration saying that Bradley was getting cocky the week before, like, reminding us. Yeah. And he's he had, like, some stuff that I just... I'm trying to imagine, like, how you would even think to say these things. Like, uh, confessional, he said that he thinks about all these things, etc. And, quote, that's what's going to make me a fantastic lawyer. And <laughs> the line between confidence and arrogance is always kind of blurry, but... Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just... Unconfident, but I have a hard time imagining myself saying that's what's going to make me a fantastic anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean he totally believes in himself
0: And, which then, is and just great. a couple more he said, uh, we're all safe I don't remember when he said that but I have that written down He told jeff. I don't know if he thought this was funny, but it <laughs> It made me laugh like in the opposite way where I was like, oh god, uh, because he said i've tried to talk to a number of them as a babysitter Oh
1: yeah, so he. Uh, 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 it's the only emotion I have for him. He's yeah, so and then confident he, and arrogant. When he was confronted with the fact that he
0: might be the leader of his little group and that that might have him in jeopardy, he was he was like, "I'm surprised. I don't feel that way." And he just comes across as so unself-aware that it's it's. I'll say the show is laying the seeds for a great villain because his tribe stuck together despite it all and voted with him to take out Brendan, which was Desi's suggestion, because she thought that Malolo would never expect a guy to be the one that they targeted, particularly Brendan. They were right in the end, because Michael, and we'll talk all about him later, but uh, he guessed wrong. And I'll say this, my first reaction, just because of the build-up to this classic, like, oh, Bradley's going to lose, because they kept showing him saying that they were safe, and I'm not going to work with you guys and like I'm going to be a fantastic lawyer and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we've talked before in this show about how those episodes are so great when someone is like so cocky and then gets voted out and blindsided and you're like cheering on the couch and you can't believe how hilarious it is. (laughs) And it really looked like it was going to be like that and it didn't happen. And my first reaction was to be disappointed. But as I thought about it, I realized one this sets up potential for a villain, which we haven't had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Two, this means the editors are actually learning because they surprised me because the whole way it was structured was like, oh, well, they're not going to stick to the vote here. And right. I love I love the misdirection because we knew both sides. It's not that they misdirected us by leaving us out of the loop. We knew both sides and it went the way that it didn't look like it was going to go. And I loved that. And my favorite part of it is like the empire strikes back of it all. Like, everybody knows that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. And the reason is... Arguments (laughs) could be made for episode one, not by me. Phantom Menace (laughs) aside, you can... Like, the part of the trilogy, and I guess Last Jedi was this too, spoiler alert. The part of the trilogy where the good guys lose is always the most compelling because it's not just a happy ending that you just kind of go home and forget about it it's like oh Mm. man I'm 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 pissed now I want to see what's going to happen and I was really rooting for them to pull it off and then Vader crushed them and I just this made me very excited for the season just because I've been repeatedly surprised by the editors actually showing us everything that's happening and still managing to entertain and surprise us and I'm I've gone on forever but I mean like what was your reaction
1: I I loved the misdirection of even them showing Sebastian walk in and, you know, they showed the vote, but it was like behind the card so you couldn't see who he voted for. And he said something like, I don't understand what in the world just happened, Yeah, you know, blah, 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 like the perfect setup. You have no idea when he said that. He could have said that out on a beach and they just edited. it. You couldn't see his mouth moving. But I was, I was definitely caught up in the moment of this tribal council and I really... Like you were saying, I found myself rooting for Michael and rooting against Bradley. Bradley is, he could, be, he could be played up as a villain. I like, what would be cool? I'm going hypothetical right now. What if he and Chris teamed up? That would be hilarious because then you have Dominic fighting the struggle against the big oppressor. Then you got Michael fighting against the big oppressor. I'm just vision casting right now. This is if I was writing a script, but as you know, it's completely unscripted, and it's happening out on the island. I don't know. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I'm excited for this season. I'm excited for the way people are playing, and no one's just sitting idly by, not doing anything. We had an and, idol play tonight, and that yeah, was exciting. Let's,
0: let's, let's talk about that, but the other thing, just real quick, that I was really impressed by from an editing standpoint is the first half of the episode, we only saw the other tribe, mm-hmm. and it made you think oh, well, is immunity just going to have them lose because we haven't even seen a second of this other side? I don't even remember which one's which at this point. I know. But, but then I thought, oh, the editors are actually trusting us because last week, remember they showed, I, I mean, I talked to Sunday about this and not you, but right. they showed all of that Bradley complaining stuff and the position that he was in on that tribe and that whole situation and how comfortable they were. And they actually did a lot of the setup for this week last week, which was really appreciated in retrospect that they trusted us to follow through with that. <laughs> to my point earlier that I'm pretty sure I went way off of, okay. of trusting your gut, Bradley had to trust that his group would not break and Sebastian and Chelsea had to trust that, they're, that they were not on the bottom and that they were in a good position and that they would guess right Basically, that Michael would not guess right. And Michael had to trust his gut and he lost. And <laughs> his move, I thought, was as good as it gets from a his, strategy standpoint.
1: I, his I, double fake idol call yeah, out and so all that stuff?
0: The idol does not, it is not actually worth two. No. But he pretended like it was. And Jeff said afterwards to Hollywood Reporter that he had to work to keep it together because he was so shocked when Michael said that. And he said that he thought to himself, wait a second, it it doesn't have double power, does it? (laughs) And Michael was that convincing. And really he, you talk about playing hard. He kept saying over and over to everybody, I challenge you to play the game. You came out here to play. You're on the bottom. Like Bradley's not with you. And Mm -hmm. they did everything they could. And they just picked the wrong person
1: yeah and i was i was a little shocked that he ended up playing the idol for stephanie i don't know what it was brandon said he didn't or brendan not brandon brendan said he didn't know what it was that made him pick stephanie over him because he had a feeling in his gut that he was going yeah have you heard this exclusive brendan story um i read some post-game interviews which exclusive story are you talking about (laughs) The one where he says that a conversation with Kellen gave away to
0: him that it was him and he couldn't convince Michael to go for it. In essence, the chunk of it here is I had a conversation with Kellen and she wears her heart on her sleeve. I told her the truth. The next day was my birthday and I knew I was on the wrong side of things, but I just wanted to be playing Survivor on my birthday. I watched a tear come to her eye before she quickly turned away. I don't think she knew I caught it, but I caught it. I ran over to Michael and said dude, they're voting for me. I can feel it. It's coming. He just didn't believe they would vote for a guy that early. He believed they wanted to keep strong when I think they were content to lose challenges because they figured they could hold tight and keep picking us all off. Mm -hmm. It was a tough deal because I saw it coming. I just didn't do a good enough job of convincing Michael of that fact.
1: Yeah. And that was, uh, I mean, that stinks because I liked him and I liked the role he was playing. I will say this, though, for it. He wasn't kicked off purely because he was old. You know, he he didn't fall into that category, which was great. Yeah. I do hate the fact that we now have a mixed up tribe and some people are going to lose just strictly because they're on the wrong tribe. And that always rubs me the wrong way a little bit. But the same like, this is the first time we've ever seen it go so well. You know, oftentimes you see these survivor things where like, just hold the line stick to our vote, and then somebody flips. To have it actually occur, that's kind of a cool thing to see because we never see that.
0: Yeah, I I read this from a Twitter user who like replied to Stephen Fishback or something, so I don't even remember who it is, and I apologize. Mm. But he pointed out that the best move Michael could have made that would have put the pressure from 95 to 100 would have been to say, not, hey, we're all voting for Bradley, but to say hey, we're voting for either you, Sebastian, or you, Chelsea. So if you want to save yourself, come vote for vote with us. But I don't know that that would have worked because then they might have voted for the wrong... Well, I, I guess they still could have just voted out Bradley. But then it would have pressured them. I don't know. What do you think of
1: that? Well, if they would have said, hey, we're voting you, Sebastian, or you, Chelsea, that's not going to make one of them flip you know what i'm saying well it's gonna make the other one flip basically they would have chosen the one that's gonna flip you know what i'm saying so and neither of them is the target bradley's the target so i don't really that would have been a high pressure tactic but i still don't think it would have been a tactic that kept them around you know what i'm saying it It could have it limited their option to one person as opposed to having a possibility of two flipping on somebody you know what i'm saying yeah but with the idol
0: it would increase their chances slightly, I think. And I also read that if there was a ghost island after immunity, it would have helped them too, because their odds, if one of them had been sent would have gone from 25% to, you know, 33 or whatever mm-hmm. of guessing.
1: Right. But who would you have guessed in that moment? How did you, who were you feeling? I was, and it's so hard to say because hindsight, I've seen what happened. I didn't think it was Stephanie. I thought it was either Michael or Brendan, but I, Aside from that, I had no idea which one of them it was. We didn't really see much to make us lean strongly one way or the other, but I definitely did feel like it was going to be one of the guys and they were going to stick to that. They didn't have a strong enough argument to flip-flop the vote at the end, I felt.
0: I don't know that I would have appreciated Brendan's speeches that much if i was out there he yeah. did seem kind of like a annoying little league coach with the way that like he they got back from immunity he's like we outplayed him totally guys but uh you know we did the best we can do and we just got to hold our heads up high or whatever it was <laughs> um but i did really like him and reading his post game was was uh enjoyable and the story about his birthday being the next day it was <laughs> not quite as emotional as the first two weeks of vote outs but no. um but yeah, he uh, he gave Michael all the credit for the double immunity idea and called him a prodigy, said that he loved Sebastian, but wasn't he couldn't tell any of his stories because they're not fit for public con- consumption,
1: <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs>
0: and uh, yeah, so I thought it was a great tribal and a really well-structured episode, and I want to talk about a couple more things from it before we get to our power rankings, but... To transition out of this tribe talk, I'll just read this quote from Daniel Feinberg's recap on The Hollywood Reporter. Quote, Bradley is very annoying. Only time will tell if he's as smart as he thinks and says he is. The only thing more annoying than Bradley is whichever producer is standing off camera at each confessional whispering for castaways to say something about reversing the curse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uh, that was funny. That was a good sense of humor. I... Even in his exit interview, or not his exit interview, in his interview with the Hollywood Reporter, Brendan said uh, he was asked, "He's like, was his complaining really as insufferable as it's been made to look on screen?" Long pause. Yes, like a definitive. <laughs> like he just is that guy, you know. And then Stephanie said, and "I've never seen an adult complain as much as he complained." To be fair,
0: to be fair, Brendan did say Bradley is great in real life, and he they're like friends. So yeah. More power to him. But on that note of Ghost Island, I did want to bring up. Uh, should, by the way, should we be calling it something else? Like, I don't have a catchy name yet. Like Character Development Island, or Joe Mina suggested on Twitter, Emotion Island, because <laughs> everyone who goes there starts crying or just gets a backstory that they didn't have before, and it's just like it's like a weird storytelling device.
1: Yeah, there's not been a lot of ghosts happening. What are we one for four on visitors that? It's had a real effect on the game. Uh, one, one for we two? We two for
0: four. Jacob drew the legacy advantage, gave it to Morgan. She <laughs> already right. got voted out. She gave it to Dominic. And then this week, we didn't even mention this. It had a huge effect potentially because Kellen trusted her gut and her quote was the one that I believe gave the episode its title. Yep. And she decided not to vote, not to attempt the game to win an advantage because if she lost she would have lost her vote and i'm surprised we didn't mention this already because this potentially also changed tribal where if she had lost her vote it would have been 4-4 but she Mm -hmm. didn't play kept her vote and they held strong and it was 5-4 so her trusting her gut then actually helped them later will will it help them long term we don't know but short term it worked out that's part three of four
1: of (laughs) of gut trusting trusting your gut theme yeah I was a little disappointed she didn't play the game. Not that. You're out there to play the game. I know, but. And you have to think she's out there and she's playing the big game, which, you know, you can make that argument that that was really smart, her not trying to win the advantage, because obviously her tribe came on top and her half of the tribe. So I'm disappointed that she didn't play into the fun of that game, but. It was a smart move, and I think in this episode we got plenty of fun from reward and immunity. I thought they were both yeah, great. They were both very entertaining, the comeback, and
0: uh, I always, can always root for a good comeback. And this is nothing against Kellen, because I really like Kellen, but I just, that's not what I want out of my Survivor <laughs> game when I'm wanting to be entertained, right. is for people to like trust in the Survivor gods and not make moves themselves i'm not interested Mm. in that um it worked out for them this time like i said but the thing that's been great about this season is people are playing so go play man and plus i don't know how you could i would not be able to resist if i was out on the island and it was like you can play this game and you're on this island by yourself for the next like 14 to however many hours i would not be able to resist
1: (laughs) no you i am not a strong-willed person so i totally would have been second guessing myself the entire time like if i ever get out there and there's ever a theme like this i'm for sure playing the game i'm taking the risk like you're out there you have to take risks and take chances to win i think although that didn't play out this episode and it might not play out in the rest of the episodes but i totally would have fallen for it for it and tried to get an advantage
0: you mentioned the challenges i do want to talk briefly about what went down in the other tribe in light of the challenge talk how about laurel this week single-handedly dragging her team to victory she had an interesting week socially too because chris came back realized that dom and wendell were trying to target him and talked at angela for a while about it and then this is what in retrospect made last week's move so great is not only did they take out one of the original navidi the uh, malolo that are there but they split them so now it's like two-two, Dom and Angela, are Chris and Angela over here, Dom and Wendell over here, and the other four from a Malolo kind of in the middle just waiting for them to come to them. And the way they made it look on TV was like Laurel and Donathan were just trusting their gut and being like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I like Dom. I like Wendell. Let's befriend them. But <laughs> I think it was actually just smart because they made inroads with some more people and it puts them in that middle ground I always talk about that spot you always want to be
1: yeah I really liked that duo when they walked off and they started talking about things and trying to figure out you know which side of this clash royale they're gonna fall on that being the uh Dom and I just love Chris I I feel like everything
0: Donathan says is like a discovery to himself as he's (laughs) saying it where she's like who do you like more uh what was it, Wendell or Chris? Was that what she said? Mm-hmm. The thing I'm remembering is him being like, I like Wendell more. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> like, realizing it. it was just He's just like, he's the best. And yeah. uh, watching them team up to, like, make alliances on the beach was entertaining. And uh, I think they're the early season favorites of, like, people you want to root for.
1: Yeah, which is really funny because if you think about who Laurel is, she's a Yale graduate division one college athlete <laughs> like but she somehow fits this role of like the underdog you want to cheer for while she's basically single-handedly winning reward challenges you know so it's she's in a really funny spot she's being edited as the underdog and making friends with this backwards guy from kentucky who's finally seeing what the world is like <laughs> but it's like if you actually stop for a moment and think about who she is She's intelligent, she's athletic, and she's socially great at the game. So it's funny that they have her fulfilling the role of like, yes, let's cheer for her. Volleyball, by the way, is her sport. I was going to um, say she's not small. She's taller than almost everybody out there.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think there's there's just some there's a way they present her that like they try to make her just seem like you said, like she is kind of roaming around like on the uh, on her own like teaming up with the ragtag bunch. I don't know, it's weird, mm-hmm. but I think she might come up one more time as we wrap up here. I wanna
1: get into yeah. our power rankings. Can I ask you a quick question? Must, yeah. Throw Go a theory ahead. out there. Okay, so when we were watching or when I was watching the immunity challenge, did you ever get the feeling Navidi ended up winning the immunity challenge? But did you ever feel like they were trying to throw because they wanted to get rid of Chris? Cause even at that moment when they're <laughs> pulling the giant thing up on the track and Chris like Hooks the the part of the track that you got to pull back. Literally, no one's helping him. He's yelling at them. He's like, "Help me, guys! <laughs> Help <laughs> it's me!" It's funny you say that
0: because alone. I saw people saying online that they thought the other tribe was throwing it. Uh, See, I never. They missed like forty-seven shots at the end. Obviously, Brendan didn't want to go to tribal. Um, no, I don't know. I, I think there's potential just because Chris appears to be the guy that would have been gone mm-hmm. if they hadn't had him sent to ghost island last week i don't know they were just so excited how could you
1: (laughs) how could you most of them were trying at least i'll say that yeah i don't know there was just that that one moment where he was sitting there trying to pull it like as hard as he could and everyone is just like peeking around that giant box like is he gonna do this by himself like i don't want to help him
0: for me by the way was them telegraphing who was going to ghost island because kellen was like oh my god it's my biggest fear to be on the island by myself <laughs> and that was right before they drew the rocks and you're like oh well obviously she's gonna like they wouldn't show that <laughs> that's oh yeah they would definitely not show that if she wasn't about to draw a white rock but how how often do you think people say something like that and it doesn't that's what it... i was wondering i was like surely if someone else had said that right there they would have put that so that we at least would have thought it would have been two different people and not one. I was thinking about that. <sighs> it's one all One thing good. I hope you've been thinking about is your power rankings. Yeah.
1: Let's work, bro. Let's Who do it. Who you got? Who I got? I think, um, and it's funny, number one, see, I'm torn because I think top three is like more of a 1A, 1B, 1C. I know. Like, I almost didn't give anyone the number one this week, but. I feel like there's too much. Okay. Laurel i
0: think i think <laughs> look like, Laurel like Jonathan like you just convinced yourself that i, that was I what am you wanted i'm to convincing
1: say. myself because it was literally one 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 or a tie for first place so i think laurel's in a good spot because like you said she's in the middle ground oh she has did a strong... i tell you the new rules that i came up with while you were gone is it because you get mad at me for not picking the right number of people in situations yeah <laughs> okay what's the I'm rules i'm keeping
0: i'm keeping track i announced this last week of mm-hmm. the people we rank one two and three so if you Rank someone first, they'll be worth three points. If you rank someone second, they'll be worth two. And if you rank someone third, they'll be worth one. And if you split, then I'm just going to like cut their points in half or something, just to spite them and you. All right, so but- my
1: lone number one all by herself <laughs> atop the pedestal is Laurel.
0: Oh, and, and in case you were wondering, if you didn't listen last week, the standings... <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I was in another country, only half listening, and I hadn't watched the episode. The standings after last week, because I used Sunday as you last week, okay? were Brendan with nine points, James with four points, who, as I just read his name, I remembered that he was on the show because he, he didn't do anything <laughs> this week. Nope. Libby with four points, Michael with three, Stephanie with two, Jonathan with one, Chris with one, and I'll keep you updated next week, but right now you said number one, Laurel. All right, number, number one, one for me who you got almost begrudgingly but I was convinced just because of the result and reading Stephen Fishback's piece on people today he had a thoughtful I tweeted it out from the account at mm-hmm. on the island pod thoughtful take on Bradley's play and he said he has an image problem basically but he's in control so because things came through for him he's number one and if it had gone the other way it's pretty obvious who would have been number one and mm-hmm. That's Michael, who I have number two, just because, okay, first, there's no way anyone's ever going to think he's 18. Like, he's impressing, I think, everyone and convincing them easily that he's at least 23. And he made a brilliant move with the double idol thing. I never would have thought of that. Mm -mm. He played as hard as he could to the end, and he was very firm and convincing and still likable through it all. I feel really good about his long-term chances. Because he's in a position of desperation, almost. And, uh, yeah, only because the way things shook out. I have Bradley one and Michael
1: two. Okay, I wanted to put Michael on my top three, but just because he's in that, I don't want to say imploding tribe, but he's on that lower half. I couldn't put him in my top three, even though if he wasn't in such a dire situation, he would definitely make my top three.
0: But number Anna, two... are you like a, like, if... Russell Westbrook gets like a triple-double but the team loses anyway they're like you're like ah
1: he sucks Uh, who cares he had a triple-double congrats on getting over 100 in your career but like are you gonna win the finals this year no (laughs) that
0: explains uh, I've assumed that would be the answer to your question after your Michael explanation after my question
1: this is my problem with fantasy football it's the same thing (laughs) <laughs> this is why I can't play fantasy football. I like a team. I don't like individuals. I like winning. How do you feel about James Harden? I I like. Oh, that his brain broke. He it, doesn't know what to do. When- <laughs> I I don't like him as an arrogant basketball player. Anyway, but this he's is getting certainly not lately. a basketball podcast. Certainly not a basketball. I just podcast. knew I could
0: break Ty's brain because of how good the Rockets have been this year.
1: I went cross-eyed and steam floated out of one of my ears. Okay, I think I stalled long enough. Number two. I think Sebastian and sadly I don't think you saw that as much in the episode but reading Brendan's post interview he was talking about how intelligent Sebastian is and he plays dumb but he has a lot of life experience and he's very good socially um so this is kind of one of those you know behind the curtain things that boosted up Sebastian for me so that's why I got him number two I just I like his game and I like that he is in a power alliance right now i like that he's playing intelligently he's not getting a target on his back obviously if he's got the other people convinced he's on the bottom which he might actually be i don't know but i got sebastian at my number two and then moving on i'll do number three kellen kellen is playing intelligently she's not letting emotion get the best of her except for that one tier that brendan couldn't convince anyone else that he saw
0: well remember last week too she I think it was either last week or the week before she was hugging Stephanie as the sun came up and they were talking about how beautiful it was and just quickly that's the difference between her and Bradley is she has a real connection to these people so she doesn't become a target like he does because he's just walking around complaining
1: yeah he's complaining and he's aloof and he's just not quite socially the game that Kellen has so that's why I got Kellen on there She's in a strong position, but like I said, if you could rank them this way, it's kind of a 1A, 1B, 1C, but it's definitely a defined 1, 2, and 3 for me. All right. Well, my number three is Laurel,
0: for all the reasons we discussed. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's all I got for this week. I'm just really in a good mood.
1: Yeah. You know me? I'm just going to go with the flow because the Malolo can go no further low-low than the Malolo low. I almost I've, Well, I
0: did forget to bring that up. Good quote from Sebastian again. Hashtag Malolo, L-O-W.
1: He's full of them.
0: And hopefully we'll get the merch soon, so I have to stop trying to remember which tribe is Navidi and which tribe is Malolo.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't know why, because I've liked this season so much. I'm still having trouble... No, like Chelsea, I would have forgot Chelsea was on the season if they didn't mention her this episode. You know, there's oh, still yeah. a few there's still a few people I look at them and I'm like, "Wait, who are you? Are you Jenna or are you Laurel or are you blah blah blah." <laughs> you know, like it's just names. Yeah. Obviously, I know who Laurel is now cuz she's playing We did role, a full but... preview and I barely
0: remember who Chelsea is.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that aside, it has been a great season so far. I've been on the edge of my seat every time, which it's great because it's been a few seasons since we've had that so i'm really enjoying the season and i'm yeah this was i'm still looking forward to it every single well thursday for me wednesday for the rest (laughs) of america
0: (laughs) yeah this was as much tension as we've had in a third episode in a while so we'll see what happens man as we continue onward survivor ghost island until next time remember we're all kind of like penguins on a tropical island We're just lost and not useful. Something like that. We're just lost. We're all lost. We're just
1: trying to find our way back to the island. Remember, you can find us on our social medias. Taylor's got Twitter. I've got Twitter. There's an Instagram. There's a web page. You can find us on all these things. Likes, reviews, ratings. They're fantastic.
0: Yeah, go do all that stuff and I'll salute you.
1: (laughs) That no one will ever see. All right.
0: Trust your gut everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
1: On the island.
0: On the island, i island, island,
1: island. You wanna be a survivor if you wanna live it here on the island
0: you got to talk about the show if you want to live here on the island. And you're going to survive when you're going to be living
1: a life on the island. And you're living a survivor on the island. I'm not good at making these things up as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said everything last.